1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast, this is your host Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts and today I've got a lovely lady, her name is Tabitha Jane. she's a relationship transformation coach and today we're going to be discussing how to overcome trust issues. Now you may not actually think you have trust issues but I can assure you that with all our experience and expertise to some degree we are finding it's very common especially for women in today's society who are maybe single or even in relationships to be experiencing trust issues and not know how to overcome those. So, Tabitha, a warm welcome to you. Thank you. Lovely to be here. I'm excited. Me too. So, Tabitha, before we get into discussing how to overcome trust issues, can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and what led you to becoming doing what you're doing today?
2: Um, yeah thank you so just briefly um, I knew I wanted to be a coach for a long time I did my NLP practitioner about 15 years ago and I retrained as a coach 10 years ago and I started a personal development group for women so women's empowerment has been my thing from the outset I very much fell into business coaching after my previous corporate career Um, and everything was going quite well until six years ago when Uh, I heard those fateful words from my husband at the time, who I'd been with for 17 years and uh, utterly adored um, those fateful words of, I don't think I love you anymore. And within a month, he was gone. And it felt like a hot poker to my heart. I, I, I literally felt a physical heartbreak in my chest. And it was from that point on that I went on to work on myself even more, to um, look at how to magnetize the right relationship because what I realized quite quickly is, yes, I wanted him, but to be attached to that would cause me lots of pain. So I became clear and attached to the type of relationship I wanted and and wanted it to be him, but was open to the fact that it might not be, which led me on a many years search and my dating journey Um, And I'm really understanding relationships, really understanding masculine and feminine energy, um, because I never wanted to be in the situation again where I felt completely blindsided and in that situation. So it's not about never, never feeling heartbreak or loss again. It's about um, being able to deal with it in a way that's with love rather than being shocked and devastated and not really knowing what to do with myself. So, um, yeah, that's my story. And about a year ago, I rebranded with my maiden. Well, it's not my maiden name. It's actually my first and second name, Tabitha Jane. And I want to, I, I really want to reduce suffering. You know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And I see so much suffering in the world. Our divorce rate is up to 42 percent um, and it's increasing and I, more and more people especially after the pandemic um, are just really struggling in their intimate relationships and a lot of single women struggling to attract the right man and I
1: I want to help with all of that with the work that I do. Excellent love it so Tabitha talking about how to overcome trust um, did you have that as an issue in your relationship or is this something you found is a common issue with the clients that you work with? So um,
2: trust was never an issue for me. Uh, In fact, when my husband leading up to our marriage breakdown, he was acting very strange. And if you were to write it all on a card, it would be the classic symptoms or signs of him having an affair. And one of my close friends at the time said, oh, we should we should follow him into London and see what he's doing. And even at that point, I was like, well, that's not really going to help me. And if that's what he's doing, that's what he's doing. But um, I think for me, trust came later on when I was dating and trusting my own instincts, trusting myself with red flags and seeing that through and saying no rather than, you know, looking out and saying they've got potential. Um, and as the more coaching I've done specifically around relationships, trust has come up a lot, especially with online dating where a lot of women have had not very good experiences um, and have experienced people lying and being deceitful that then you know there's trusting themselves and there's thinking that they can't even trust people they meet so it just becomes a massive it's become a massive thing
1: and how do you think that's actually um, impacting them you know once they've had that breach of trust so to speak or had a few breaches of trust in how do you think that then subsequently affects them then attracting a relationship that is going to be healthy and that they do trust?
2: Um, so I think what, what happens is we just close down. You know, it's like, well, you, you suddenly create this, this limiting belief that you can't trust anybody. And ultimately what that means is you're going to grow old uh, and maybe be quite lonely um, and you're not going to attract someone. or um ironically when you're in the space and that energy of not trusting you will just then start attracting more and more people not to trust because that's the energy you're in that's what you're focusing on is that you know people aren't trustworthy and will lie to you which means your focus is going to be on that and you're going to attract people that lie to you so it's almost like a uh, I can't think of the word it just becomes a, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy
0: yeah it's what I've
1: yeah. yeah because what you what you focus on actually is what you then attract isn't it so rather than attracting what you what you what you do want you're attracting what you don't want 100% absolutely so what do you think are the common things that happen you know whilst we're dating or whilst we're in relationships that, that cause a lack of trust so if i start with
2: single women i think Where online dating has become so um, prominent, it's become a very easy way to meet people. And with the pandemic as well, not being able to actually go out and mingle, um, it's definitely pushed more and more people online. And I think, you know, there are people, and, and it's not just men. Women do it too. I've had just as many complaints from men about women putting filters on their pictures, being catfished, you know, so things like lying about your age, putting up old pictures, um, maybe not saying you have children, not saying you want children, all that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously you've got the obvious thing, like people going on there who are actually in relationships, so they're cheating and um, because they just want to have sex um, with people without paying for it. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know that I think that's what's kind of led to a lot of trust issues um in the kind of early stages and um, people not being honest about what they want um another thing I've noticed with single women is they say to me they want a serious relationship yet they're going online saying oh yeah you know i just being really casual and 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 actually Not that you want to go on there and say, I'm looking for a husband. I want to marry someone like next week. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, being clear that it is a relationship you want, not just a bit of fun. And I think women do give off the wrong signals without realising it, which then makes them feel like they can't trust the guy because then he's just wanting that one thing. And then from a relationship point of view, I think there's a lot to be said around trusting the other person with our emotions. So Mm -hmm. women... Are looking for obviously physical safety but they're also looking for emotional safety and to feel safe to be able to open up and be vulnerable to their partners um and i think it can become a common thing where you don't trust your partner to open out to but what generally has happened is there's been this disconnect something's created a disconnect with themselves and or in the relationship um and then they try and get vulnerable and then don't get the response they're expecting because they haven't built the connection before opening out if that makes sense yes so um i think that can can happen with trust um in and if there's are like different levels of trust you know i talk to women and they'll go well I, well I trust my husband to look after my our children and feed them and look after and keep them safe but i wouldn't trust him with telling him what's really going on for me emotionally you know so there's different kinds of trust
1: yeah absolutely so how do you handle that question then if you if if you've got a woman saying they trust they trust their partner with one particular aspect of the life but not with another
2: well as you and i know lynn (laughs) it's not about the other person yes
1: (laughs) it's about
2: them so uh really i would try and understand where that stems from so what point did they start not trusting them? Because generally, there's a catalyst or several events that have led to them making that decision. So it's never just one thing. Um, so there's kind of so I kind of look at the external situation and events that have happened that have led to that, and how what they've made that mean, and checking in and almost um, challenging those beliefs and like, are they really true? And then, of course, we've got unconscious self-sabotaging going on, which is something else I do in my coaching programme, which I help clear, um, which is a programme that's been running since early childhood, Um, and that can often affect how we trust people. So I think it's looking at those three areas. um, And then, because I think once you understand where it's come from, you know, self-awareness can often be enough to make a change. So when you become aware of it and you understand it, then you've got the power to change it Um, and then it becomes a decision and a choice and trust is not one of those things that just happens overnight either way the same as building a relationship and a relationship failing none of those things happen in a couple of weeks you know it takes a it takes time to build. like you can trust someone instantly but not necessarily with everything it is a it is a it is a a phased approach as the more you invest and the more that you trust and it goes on and on and on. Um, So, yeah, it's just looking at also the impact it's having if they're not trusting their partners in a certain area, then, um, you know, how can they, you know, what impact is that having and and how much they want to change it? So it's also the leverage of how important it is for them to change it and what they're going to get if they do. Because ultimately people's biggest fear with trusting is getting hurt you know Mm. I don't want to trust that person I don't want to do this because I might get hurt and you know what in love that is the risk that it's the payoff you know being vulnerable can be uncomfortable you know trusting doesn't mean someone's never going to hurt you albeit not intentionally because most people don't set out to hurt you intentionally But it doesn't mean that won't happen but it also means you're limiting yourself in how much love you can receive and how much joy you can experience in your life
1: yeah and and i think like you said earlier on um we have to you know take that risk don't we that we could get hurt if Mm -hmm. we you know trust something about a specific person but unless we take that leap of faith we're never going to experience love at its highest level you know in achieving that that ultimate fulfillment are we
2: Definitely, you know, I, I, you know, I have clients, and they're dating, and and I say, look, I don't know if this is going to work out. You know, I have no idea. I, I don't have a crystal ball. Well, actually, I do, but um, I don't (laughs) use it in my client sessions. You know, I don't know if something's going to work out. But what I do know is, the more that they can be authentically themselves, and if they're clear about what they want, and they've cleared some out, some the old crap that's helped them back in the past, they've got a much better chance of really tuning into their own intuition their own wisdom trusting themselves um and also which is a big thing saying no saying you know cutting things off when they're not working because that's I think one of the biggest things is women not trusting their own judgment Mm. they see the red flags like you talk to any woman who's come out of a relationship that really wasn't right and, and they've had a rough time if you go back and you say what were the early signs they always tell you what they were but we ignore them yeah so it's looking at well, why do you ignore them and it, it, it you know sometimes it's a self-worth thing you know they want the relationship more than they want to be single so they'll forego those red flags they have a belief that they can change it and make it better and there's a lot of a lot of us that like fixing especially women who are really high mother energy and really nurturing they just want to look after and they think they can change that person and you know that's kind of almost one of the
1: biggest mistakes and
2: by the way I've done all these things about dating <laughs> me too <laughs> that's
1: how I know <laughs> yeah me too I mean I think you know you can quite often fall in love with the potential of some somebody you know especially if you do see them making you know uh, efforts in the right direction uh, and sort of see the relationship through rose tinted glasses. And then when there, there is a red flag, you sort of sweep it under the carpet because you think, well, you know what? They are, I have seen, you know, some progression. So maybe this mm. is just something that's a blip on the way.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, one thing I do talk about with my clients is qualification. So it's not saying, oh, you hear something and you're like, you're out, you're off. No, no. But it's just exploring it. And I think there's a fear to explore that because I don't want to um don't want to scare them off so for instance I had a client who um they said to her oh you know you love being really sociable and you've got a really high-powered job and you're really driven and I'm leading more into my not retirement years but kind of pre-retirement years he's slowing down Um, And she didn't like that. Turned out to be one of the things, but she didn't qualify. She didn't say, "Well, what does that mean? What does that mean for us? How would what would that look like in our relationship?" She didn't ask any questions. And when I asked her why she didn't, it actually came down to that: she's fearful. She didn't want to scare him away. And I was like, "But you'd have been better off scaring him away at those early stages than having the pain you had two months later." Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, you can save yourself. The, like you're saying, the, the suffering long term by sort of really tuning in and recognising that if something is a red flag, then it's telling you something that needs to be healed or addressed, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and when I say red flags, it doesn't mean people immediately go to, he's deceitful cheating. I'm just talking about compatibility even. You yes. know, say someone wants to get married, someone doesn't. Someone wants more children or wants children and doesn't. know their potential deal breaker conversations if you do and they don't Mm. or if their distance is an issue if there's other things that are an issue now some things you know you hear the stories where people overcome all of that and i do think that's true too but still have the exploratory conversation and the earlier you have it the better because it is a bit more challenging when you're more invested in the relationship but if you can get that stuff dealt with really early on like first couple of weeks first couple of dates it will save you a whole host of pain but it, it it's almost like women shy away from that because they don't want to scare them off
1: yeah absolutely or we you know we tend to forgive things that are unacceptable you know so if yes. there is something that crops up that you think actually you know that there's no way you should have spoke to me like that they probably won't challenge it because they don't want to rock the boat because they want to think they're being nurturing and kind and loving by forgiving that behavior yeah. when really all they're doing is, is sending a message that that is condoning the behavior and setting themselves up probably receiving more of the same. Yeah.
2: And, and it's a bit like when you go, to an, if you go to an interview for a job, generally that's the best dressed you'll ever be. <laughs> that You know, it's the best you'll be. And so if your first couple of dates are a bit ropey, it's probably not going to get any better
1: likelihood it's not going to get better (laughs) (laughs) yeah and just know that you know you you deserve the best and the the thing is that it's okay to set healthy boundaries and to you know actually say you know what that's unacceptable I I don't like the what what you said to me just now I I, I didn't that that really hurt and um it's 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 not acceptable for me to to hear that ever again from any person, let alone somebody that might turn out to be a long-term partner, uh, and know that that's okay to say that, and um, don't be afraid to, to rock the boat because actually you'll get more respect from somebody who genuinely is interested in you uh, than than not if you do speak yeah. up. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I mean, a big part of the work I do is helping women get into their. Um, power types. So when women are feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, they've got too much going on, they can end up falling into one of what I call Superwoman's evil cousins, which are bitch, martyr, and victim. Um, but I help women really get into their power with, through their queen, their warrioress, sorceress, lover, and mother. And what I find very typical in these instances is not having good queen energy. So queen energy, it's not coming from a place of criticism. It's not aggressive. It's not masculine. It's really feminine. It's really powerful, but it's standing in that serenity, being clear about what you want and um, want, you know, prioritizing your needs and saying this is what I need. But from a place of that soft power, which is really palatable to men, it won't feel like you're. Um, you are know, you're, you're not banging heads with them. And that's a lot of what I teach is helping women to do that and defending their boundaries. And, of course, getting into their
1: juicy lover energy, but that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that one another time. But, yeah, it is, it is about setting those healthy boundaries and knowing that, that that's okay. And that's, you know, if you're going to be attracting a, a good quality, high-value male, they'll appreciate that. They might not necessarily instantly respond to that you know um if if, if you uh, say that's not okay they might not initially react or respond in a a good way but you know give them time to think about it if you're in a relationship with a good guy who is of high value he'll he'll recognize that you know what I I, I crossed the line there and I need to apologize exactly and men do
2: you do need to set boundaries, not just that's in any relationship. That's not even just men, that's children, parents, friends. Um, it's exactly the same thing. Um, but with when it comes to the matters of the heart, I think you know, you find again, same as me in the workplace, really strong, really confident, really boundaried. And then you get into my love life and, and not some, you know, not so much nowadays, but years ago, I would definitely be a bit more of a walkover it you know it's, it's like I turned to mush when it came to intimate relationships and I think there's a lot of other women that I've noticed a similar to
1: yeah I think we can get into that conditioning of being people pleasers can't we and um yeah like you say being walked all over um on the back of it because you know um and like and also like you said earlier that can come from the things that we experienced as children or previous relationships not necessarily the relationship you're currently in
2: mm-hmm. yeah I always talk about hangovers and baggage and I mean emotional baggage we've all got it we all we've all had other relationships that form um our beliefs positive or negative um empowering or limiting and it's you know our job to find out what the limiting ones are to help you move forward and not let that spill and bleed into a new relationship. Cause it's again, women who have have been cheated on and then they get into a new relationship, they're automatically super suspicious that it doesn't take a lot. And then they, they can actually lose a good guy because, you know, he won't put up with being constantly, um, I suppose, checked up on. Yeah. You know, it, it's basing it on a previous relationship. And it's that goes both ways as well. It's it's common if you you know, you have had your trust broken. And that's just one example of trust broken. It's I suppose the most common and the one you think of when you think of it. But um yeah, it doesn't mean the next person's, you know, everybody is different, and you do have to start fresh with each person.
1: Absolutely. You know, I've heard so many conversations, not, not just from clients, but even family members where they've spoke about you know, either themselves or the partner checking the phone and uh, mm-hmm. checking their emails uh, for who they're speaking to and who they're bringing them up constantly at work. And you think, well, where's that coming from? <laughs> you know, why is that distrust there? You know, and yeah. uh, why is it built up to the, to the level now that, you know, you're being checked upon or you feel like you need to check up on your partner to that extent? It, it doesn't bode well for the future at all, does it?
2: No, and it's, it's, um, it, it just creates fear. And, and ultimately, that too becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the guy that was never going to look at anybody else can sometimes be pushed into doing that very thing because she's behaving in that way.
1: Yeah, um, I agree.
2: And you can, cause, you can cause it yourself. So everything I talk about is, is about balance. It's all about balance. You know, it, it's like you say, the healthy boundaries, you know not trusting and giving everything immediately but at the same time not being suspicious and (laughs) and distrusting either
1: no I mean nobody likes to be accused of uh, you know ogling you know other women or other men when they're not actually doing that you know or um, accused of um, you know just because they've arrived a bit late from work that they might be hooking up with somebody (laughs) they don't want that sort of thrown at them every five minutes do they
2: no, there's, there's a question I, I get my clients to ask quite regularly. So if you feel like you're about to do a behavior that you're not sure about, it's asking yourself if you're coming from love or fear. You know, is this behavior coming from love or is it coming from fear? So if you're checking a phone, it's fear that they're doing something that, you know, the reality is with cheating, if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. You can't can't stop that it's just for you to um find it out as quick as possible and move on
1: yeah I mean, there'll be some, signs there <laughs> some people say you know i'll, I'll never trust men what well, i say you can you can trust everyone because you can trust a cheater will yeah. always cheat you can trust a liar will always lie yeah you can trust a you know a gambler will always gamble so people will show, always show you their true colors quite sooner rather than later so i always say yeah. trust that trust everybody because and just be open yeah. to, to to observing you know how things unfold in a relationship
2: yeah and and it's why one of the things i talk about as well is um it's really common and i was the same i was really bad for it which is just over investing really quickly mm. over investing emotionally and in time and everything before that relationship's had a chance to really Get roots and grow, um, and that's where you can end up in trouble. Because, yeah, when when something does happen, it feels that much more painful because, of have we've overinvested too quickly.
1: Yeah, I, I always advise my female clients to um, you know let the man take the lead in terms of the investment. I always think it's a good idea to be guided by where they're currently at, and you know not not. Mm push him to be thinking that you you want to get married next week and have kids <laughs> when he's not properly ready for that immediately. But he is, you know, starting to invest in the relationship because it can be quite off-putting, you know, to a guy to uh, feel like you're coming on really strong in terms of um, what you want, in terms of, you know, that that ultimate long-term relationship. But if you allow him to take charge and, and lead, you'll find that it'll happen sooner rather than later. Naturally, you know, he will become invested in you uh, and uh, want to steer the relationship to a stronger level of commitment.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Yeah, you know, obviously being upfront about what you want and clear on your desires, but not then trying to control when, how, what
1: you know <laughs> yeah let go of that Apparently. let go of the when and the how and the what and, and just allow him to yeah. to leap and set the pace so what do you think are the most common from your experience of um talking to women are the common trust issues that they they tell you about that, that are problem areas
2: um with dating the common things it's more like sweeping statements like you know I can't trust men you know all men are x all men are y whatever that all men are liars cheaters uh commitment phobes yeah. <laughs> these are like common things that women say um and so it's not Necessary that the trust has come up it's like they go into it with it so when i'm talking to them they've already got it they've already got that belief that they can't be trusted or as i said the other trust issue is then just not trusting themselves to make the right decision or trusting themselves to read a situation or um notice the red flag or more importantly take action on the red flag and either finish finish it or um you know have a courageous conversation and say you know that what isn't working for you um and also trusting to be vulnerable like that's massive a lot of women struggle to be vulnerable um and a lot of women don't really understand what vulnerability is because vulnerability is not going on a first date and spilling your guts about your whole love history and every bad thing that's happened to you that's not vulnerability (laughs) no um you know but it is about expressing how you feel and just giving them like little windows in the early stages of who you really are and and maybe if you've got an underlying silliness or a um you know a little fear about something but it's not major they're just like little insights into who you really are rather than a facade or a um a mask and um I can't remember what the acronym is but um you know I'm very uh, guilty of doing this where my partner says how are you and I say fine fine does not mean fine
1: <laughs> no, no.
2: <laughs> um, and it's learning to say well actually I'm not fine and this is what's going on for me um, and that can feel really vulnerable because you're not sure what's going to happen you don't know what the outcome is going to be you don't know necessarily what they're going to say and that's what makes it feel scary because it's it's you're unsure and it can sometimes be a little bit uncomfortable because you're sharing stuff and it might be about them or it might be about you or sharing something that you feel it may be slightly embarrassed about you know that's sort all of vulnerability um and then trusting in a relationship um obviously I have had trust issues around fidelity where there actually has been a you know, there has been some infidelity. It's rebuilding that trust after that's happened. That's a whole other story. Um, and as I said at the beginning, that kind of trusting with your emotions and be- being vulnerable again, I think it's back to that being vulnerable. Um, I can't remember who it was. I remember her talking about when that communication breaks down and you stop connecting emotionally, it's like there's clear glass between you and it starts to mist up and eventually that mist gets so thick that you can't see each other anymore and that's where relationships start to break down um so yeah uh, they're the they're the things i've seen most of in um apart from things like not trusting them to get the right brand shopping yeah, I'm not trusting them to load the dishwasher properly. Not, you
1: know, there's a, there's the kind of more silly stuff, although yeah. that can still cause arguments. Yeah. And don't we get bogged down with things like that when we, you know, actually, why don't we just, you know, is it is it a life or death situation? No. You know, if he's loaded the dishwasher differently to the how you do it, so what? You know, at least he's loaded need it, it the, and helped out.
2: You go look at the outcome. Did it get done? Yes. Yeah. Did it get done quite the way you wanted it? No. But does it matter? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can remember there's a great story where um, a woman was complaining about her husband doing something completely different to the way she would. And she'd left him in charge of the kids. And she says, I'll oh, make sure the wasps done bath before they get to bed. And uh, what she found out he'd done was she, she found out he'd host by them in the garden because it was a nice summer's evening. Rather than put them in the bath, (laughs) she was like horrified, you know, that (laughs) that he'd he'd hose pipe them, but that had bags of fun, you know, getting hose (laughs) pipe down instead of go jumping in the bath. And you know, he'd he'd done the job and put them to bed. And I thought, I thought actually, you know, that just typifies, doesn't it? You know, men and women how how we do things differently. But you know, for him, he thought it was great, you know, that his way of doing it.
2: There's, um, there is a YouTube video, I can't remember what it's called, and it's this guy and girl, and they kind of play pranks on each other, but him more than her, like they're married with children. And like he, she says to him, go and get a uh, the child's going to nursery, go and get him a, a lunchbox. And he goes into Tesco's or whatever, and he realises they're like a fiver, so they're like, really expensive. And he's like, I'm not doing that. So he goes to a hardware store, and he buys a little case that has lots of little, like where you put your nuts and screws in, and he brings that back and she's like, what is that? He's like, "Well, oh, it was only £2. And it now means you can, like, put your grapes in one bit and your crack bits in another bit and the raisins in the other bit. And she, You know, it's quite, it is a comical. It's meant to be funny and it, it really... Some of it's outrageous, but it kind of does show, like, more masculine mentality and problem-solving compared to women and it's hilarious. But I think... It's just allowing that to you know like you say and this is you know and this is a health real health and safety issue <laughs>
1: oh, it's, it's endangering
2: you. someone it's yeah.
1: fine <laughs> it's allowing and also appreciating you know you might not be the way yes. you do it as as your way might not be the way he does it but you know it, it's his way it's the way he thinks and he's the, you know unless it's as i say harming um your children or other people or the planet what you know what's the big deal <laughs>
2: my um one of our deals in our house is that you know if I cook uh they he cleans up and when all the children are with us um he'll get them to do it and you know there's a part of it that goes oh I can't believe it cheeky what's that you know so and so and then I'm thinking that's pretty cool though that he's just delegated that (laughs) I mean he watches them and he he um you know he kind of stands there and gives the orders and sh- tells them how to do it which you know is great for their life skills um but I I just wouldn't necessarily have done that but it's not wrong like you say it's it is different it's comical
1: yeah <laughs> love that <laughs> so on that note Tabitha Jane, what is your best way for our audience to get in touch with you should they want to reach out um
2: so tabsa jane i've got a facebook page um i'm on linkedin and also i do have a free facebook group called the love lounge um, which i share videos and interviews with such lovely people like you nice. um, uh, and there's questions i've got i've even recorded a men's panel recently Answering women's questions, like men answering women's questions. So, the Love Lounge, or just find me on social media, Tabitha Jane. It's probably the easiest way to get hold of me because all my, uh,
1: you know, my email and phone number are on the Facebook page. Excellent. And any other information, we'll make sure is included in the show notes as always. Anyway, so thank you so much, Tabitha. I've really enjoyed that conversation and. Uh, sure we'll have lots more going forward on other episodes that we can delve into so thank you very much for your wisdom and your insights around the subject of um how to overcome trust issues
2: thank you so much for inviting me Lynn it's been awesome
1: so it just leads me to say that when I leave you it is around true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time
0: goodbye for now